Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies or television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me is Joseph. Hello. Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Jay Hugh. What's up? This week, we're going to be discussing uh, kind of mispromoted movies, movies that maybe the trailer or advertisement made you feel one way about it, and then when you saw the movie, you realized it was nothing like that. Joseph, you have a like really extensive list and some background knowledge here on this, I think. I did kind of want to start with, we, we brought this whole subject up last week on our Jake Gyllenhaal episode yeah. we talked about. Which you um, should go back and listen to if you haven't. Yeah, you should. Uh, Love and Other Drugs, which he was in with, is it Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway. Where So so what I kind of wanted to do while we do this, I want to talk about the movie that it was promoted to be and then the movie that it actually was and whether it was better or worse than it was advertised, like which one you'd prefer. Um, so I, I figured we'd start with Love and Other Drugs and see what what exactly was this movie supposed to be. I feel like I remember this movie supposed to be a rom-com. Do yes. you guys remember that differently? Yep. Like there was like playful fun in bed and okay i mean i've only seen the trailer so i up until now so what do you think it was i thought it was a rom-com because it came out exactly at the same time as that ashton kutcher mila kunis movie that looked like the same thing no strings attached i love her yeah i totally remember thinking they were oh you only need to see one of those exactly the same movie well i hate to be the one to inform you this is not what that movie is about It is about the pharmaceutical in- industry. She has Parkinson's. Parkinson's. We, we, we figured out yesterday, yeah. last week. Uh, <laughs> and basically, he realizes how corrupt and terrible our current medical system is because he falls in love with a Parkinson's patient. Yep. And Jake Gyllenhaal uh, is a pharmaceutical rep, and it's not... It's like, about 40 minutes of rom-com. Yeah. It's and not boy gets, falls in love with girl, and then you know they end up together. I think it gets serious. It takes a serious turn. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Do you feel like it would have been better or worse if it was just a straight rom-com kind of thing? I like this movie, so I'm saying it's fine as is. Okay. And I don't... I See, I will say this about these movies. I like a good, like... Not necessarily a twist. I like when everything's not given away in a trailer. That's I, fair. 100%, and I think... Usually, I'm a fan of there being some some like left turn that yeah. I didn't see from the trailer. But with this one, yep. it maybe would have been good for him to let him know it, the left turn. Fair point. So I wouldn't have picked the Ashton Kutcher one. It's a it's a little probably heavy handed. See this more makes, so than it should be. Yeah, this makes me think like it was probably cast and shot as supposed to be like an Oscar kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Then they realized it kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. So like we need to get our money back on this shit. So that's probably why they marketed it as a rom com because they knew they had nothing. You know what I mean? Because it's not a good movie. Just why would it's you okay. cast such beautiful people if you're going to make it a serious movie? I, yeah, that's what I mean. I think... You're confused. I, I, I feel like this movie was meant to be what it really is. Yeah. But people along the way realized it was shit, and they tried to cover it up. And I bet you that's what we're going to find with a lot of these. That's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> um, so one of the ones I definitely want to talk about, because I, this is one of the few things that I would like actually gone to a midnight screening of, is uh, the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling, which Ooh, which was I can't remember I can't remember which like Fast and Furious it was in between, but it was when people were like yeah. kind of back yep. into Fast and Furious again. Yep. And the trailer makes it fucking look like it's car chases and action yeah. and all that shit. Almost They're, a ripoff. Absolutely. This, like, this yeah. had to have been after Fast Five because Fast Five. Yeah, was, it was like, right everyone was totally. amped up for so, it. So I went I went to the midnight screening at Bayou with like. 200 enlisted guys um, all, all, <laughs> sitting there, all sitting there to watch a Fast and Furious movie. There is one car chase in this film, and yep. the whole thing is in the trailer. That's also about how much dialogue there is in this <laughs> movie. Yep. No and look, this is a great movie. Like, it's I, awesome. I, I vastly preferred the movie we get to the movie that was advertised, but everyone was so pissed off coming out of that theater. It was like, what this movie, like, 
fucking sucked. It was slow. Nothing fucking happened. There yeah. was no cars in it. And why is it called Drive? Oh man, it was. This is. Um, it was a great experience. I'm thinking of the right movie. Christina Hendrickson is from Mad Men, right? right yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. That's why. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of the right thing. She's part of the heist at the end. Yes. Okay. You're okay, right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I'm thinking. Of right I was thinking of Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, uh, were, were any of you were any of you guys living the life when this one came out? Were any of you working at the theater? Yeah, no, I, I was not. I it wasn't. was that. I mean, it was so much getting your ass chewed out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much just you know people on a fucking date who are not expecting someone to get their head stomped in in an elevator. Yeah, you know. Oh I mean, my god. Yeah, you know, it's, it's um, still a very brutal and movie. It, it, it's funny because going back, you can see in Ryan Gosling's filmography, like around that time is when he was doing his weirdest shit. But I still feel like most people knew him from just being kind of a generically handsome guy, and then to watch him, you right. know, sweatily stomp a guy's skull in, yeah. right, is, is a just, very different experience than what you're expecting. He'll always be that kid. Remember the Titans who ain't got no hands. It's true. In. Man, I, I I loved this movie. First of all, it's maybe one of my favorite of like the decade. But uh, I this is one where I'm. I fucking love that they mismarketed that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. fuck everybody who got pissed off about <laughs> it. Because this is another one where they're trying they to get people to come. Time. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're yeah, they're trying to get butts in the seats. Yeah. They tricked people. That's, yeah. that's no, all that is. It was is. very intentional. Because even the one. one car chase is more like a real life car chase. Right. There's yeah. no Fast and Furious explosions. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like... Also, just as an aside, this isn't on the subject. The soundtrack for this movie is fucking awesome. It's an incredible, yeah. yeah. This this makes me think of another Ryan Gosling that was mismarketed, Place Behind the Pines. Does that That's fair. Is it, isn't it the same filmmaker? No. Does no. that remind... Cause that was but a, they were back-to-back. Back. Yeah, yeah, but was, I remember Bradley Cooper's in it and, like, Dane DeHaan, and it was marketed like it was going to be this heist movie, and Ryan Gosling had all these fucking cool tattoos. Mm-hmm. He's in it for like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. He gets yeah. killed off screen. Yep. And then it's all about Dane DeHaan trying to find his father. And I remember being pissed about that a one. Like a military. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot of people were mad about that one. <laughs> I won't do spoilers for what's coming later, but Dane DeHaan is a big uh, contender with one of the people we'll be talking about later for the mark of failure. Yes. He is. Like if he's just in your movie. Like, and people Austra- want so bad for him to be a thing, but it's just not happening. It's just not happening. He was in one good movie. I, 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 I'll give him I two. love that fucking Metallica movie he's in. I, I know you do. You did <laughs> love that shit. You I, did, that shit. I, I mainly wanted to bring it up because I remember Nip's fucking hated it. Because it was in IMAX, and like, I remember we zeroed out, and you would just watch it all the time. I was about to say, it was, a, it was a special time because it was really easy to find you at the theater <laughs> because you were always in the yeah, Metallica movie. I loved it. It was a fun thing. Um... Yeah. Yeah, Dane DeHaan and the guy from Suicide Squad, Captain Boomerang. Those are the two Jack Mark Courtney. Courtney. market failure people. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. Oh, yeah, speaking of, of kind of movies that came out that look like the same movie, I feel like Observe and Report came out about the same time as Paul Blart. Am people I wrong? sure expected it to be yeah. another Paul Blart. But what, what was it actually? Oh, man, it was fucking dark. So it this was... one's got Seth Rogen, and who else is in this one? Uh, uh, Aziz Ansari's in. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's weird because it... it Aziz Ansari is really creepy in it. Seth Rogen's really creepy. It's just about a guy who's kind of a borderline psychopath, I think, you know, who just starts taking his mall cop job really seriously well, and doing I, have, I haven't seen this. Who's this Ma- star? Or Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Okay. My understanding is he's, he's, he's got a like mall these, cop? Yeah, he's got like these big delusions of grandeur totally, about being yes. like a hero. Yeah, he thinks he's going to be like, you know, the hero. He thinks he's like... Oh, you know, like a real protector, and he's just a fuck up, you know. Uh, I honestly don't remember a lot about it, except this was not the movie I thought it was going to be. (laughs) And honestly, I like the movie that it is better than because you know it looked like it was just going to be another. It looked like it was going to be since Seth Rogen was in it, Paul Blart with weed. Yeah, and it is not that. 
that. So it gets it takes a dark series turn. It, no, no, it's just dark from the start. Oh, I should like, watch that. Like it's not. It doesn't at any point pretend to be the movie in the trailer. This also makes me think of another movie. Do you guys remember Robin Williams and One Hour Photo? Yes. <laughs> so that was another one where I didn't. I thought it was going to be not like this. He's being a psychopath serial killer because mm. I had never seen Robin Williams in that. I remember being really surprised. Walking was that because of the way the movie was marketed, or simply because it had Robin Williams? I mean, See, probably I a mixture the, of the two. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they like outright said. I think it was definitely yeah. cast a little bit. No, of that. it definitely didn't say he was a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, trailer. yeah. So I think that was another one kind of like like that. He was just a photo guy. Yeah, it makes sense. I feel like the trailer. <laughs> I feel like the trailer just made it seem like oh, he's kind of like you know he started getting to know these people because he's yes, developing all yeah. these pictures, and not that he's becoming a crazy fucking stalker. Yeah. Well, and also that was far enough back that you know. During the times where you would just see a trailer once or twice, you yep. didn't watch a trailer. That's true. That's, true. Yep. That's absolutely true. So you just remember Robin Williams was in it. This will probably be fun. It's like this yeah. is not what I remember. Mm. This ain't Jumanji. I just <laughs> good. I was gonna say I mean, that's the difficult thing about these movies is you know heard how you were just talking about how we like it when they pull these things off, but it's such a fine line, right? Can you really and and even you're probably right. Does it work less now in the age where we can analyze a trailer? Right, right, because it's so much easier to pick a trailer apart now. Definitely, if you're going to fool somebody, you can't be subtle about it. You've got to cut it to be a completely different movie. Yeah, I mean, in the age of like internet, like you, you just can't fool people anymore. It's with it's cell hard. phones. Like, I mean, if someone wants to find it, it's just the the user has to actively avoid the, that. The stuff only now. way I think you can do it probably effectively it's deciding up front you're only showing your trailers are cut from the first 30, 30 minutes. minutes yeah that's the only way and even then maybe you're not really like so and i think infinity war is gonna no one knows the ending to infinity war by watching the infinity war trailer yet it still doesn't feel like it's out of place you know what i mean like they're right. not turning it on its head you right. can still get that feel from the trailer even though you don't see it mm-hmm. whereas some of these movies like you're talking about i think one hour photo is a great example like you really like when you watch that trailer the first time, you're like, yeah, you know, this is kind of wholesome. He's like growing an attachment for these mm-hmm. people. Yep. He is. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way you want. Not the good kind. Um, this is this is a behind-the-curtain note of while I was doing research for this episode. I was trying to go... But a lot of the stuff on this list is kind of more recent, probably like post-2000s. And so I was like, I'm sure this happened has happened well in the past. So I was trying to watch like well-noted movies from the past and their trailers that's and trailers big for you were terrible first off yeah but i watched the blade runner trailer and one i know some film organization was complaining about trailers being long the blade runner trailer from fucking 1980 was three fucking minutes long wow. or more and it literally is the whole movie in order just with really short scenes <laughs> <laughs> somehow it's even more boring than the actual movie well, Shut your dirty mouth. I mean, Blade, no, Blade Runner's an overrated movie. I, 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 I love Blade Runner. But they, they didn't start making good trailers till like, 93, I think. Yeah. You know, like, like it was... Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park 100%. is exactly what I'm yeah. thinking about is yep. the first really good trailer. Yeah. But anyway, that was that was my experience today. Uh, we, If anyone remembers the movie Kangaroo Jack, there was oh. an animated series after it. <laughs> But uh, if you think it's a movie about a talking kangaroo, it is not. The so, kangaroo is just a regular-ass kangaroo. I haven't seen this movie. Yep. I've only seen the trailer, and we were texting about it this week. Uh, and you said this. It really did blow my mind. He does talk in the trailer. Why does he not talk in the movie? Because there's like a 45-second dream sequence in the movie <laughs> where one of the guys thinks that he's talking. That's <laughs> outright fraud. That like, is, that's, that's not fraud. That's, that's not Mrs. Martin. <laughs> That's asking for your money back. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 
Kids don't care. They're stupid. <laughs> the thing is, though, when you ask for your money back, though, then you have to admit you wanted to see a talking cat. <laughs> 100%. That's funny. I got to watch Kangaroo Jack. Now, yeah, now I have to watch <laughs> you it. You don't. Um, kind of. Kind of on a, uh, you know, I noticed a lot of the one now that we're also talking about it. A lot of them, the trailers seem happier, and then yes. the actual movie is darker. Bridge to Terabithia, the new one, because there's, there's an old one that I watched, you know, in middle school. It's from like the 80s, which is the only reason I know what Bridge to Terabithia is. You didn't um, read the book? Fuck no. Who reads? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, but it was it was <laughs> super marketed as like. The next Chronicles of Narnia, right? It's like these two yep. kids out in the woods, and there's fucking like magical ass shit. First spoiler: <laughs> there's no magical shit in this movie. It's all in their goddamn imaginations. Yes. Second spoiler: this movie is sad as fuck. Yes. <laughs> there is a drowned little girl in it, and it is a bad time. Yeah, well, I'm not is, gonna see this. Yeah, no, yeah. It is. And yeah. it is it is not at all what this trailer made it look to look to be. Yeah, I've read the book, so it's hard. Like I knew what it was. Yeah, you know you what I mean. That, but, but yeah, the girl was talking about Didn't for sure. It come out pretty soon after Narnia. Yeah, and no, the trailer no, it was just it, made yeah. to look like Narnia. Yeah, absolutely, That's exactly what it's supposed yeah. to be. But parents who brought their kids to have that experience would have been very disappointed. Yeah, but that, be well read, parents. That's another study episode. some shit. Another episode is like movies that, that came out at the same time. Two of them, like oh, Arm- no, we Armageddon and Deep Impact. We could definitely, you know do what I mean. Like, there's yeah. a lot of that. We, shit. We, yeah. We've run up on like two of them already. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no one. One of the other more recent ones I wanted to talk about is uh, the Rocks Hercules. I know there were two Hercules uh, movies that came out. Yeah, they, yeah, were. they were right together yeah. too. But uh, the the oh, the, right. the yeah. first trailer for it is a minute and thirty seconds, and in that minute and thirty seconds, the Rock is fighting a Hydra, a giant lion, and like a giant boar, and several other monsters. Which, as you find out when you watch the movie, is not at all with the movies. Because I went in, I was like, oh, this movie's going to be like, he's the 12 labors of Hercules. He's going to be doing all this mythical shit. The whole thing is, these are all made up stories. And they're like the dramatizations of the stories they tell about Hercules. And the movie's about the real man. And none of that shit fucking happens. Nope. It's just like a mercenary. That's his resume that he made up. Like, on Indeed, when you bullshit your information. (laughs) Yeah. That's what Hercules. That's is. like taking Hercules, the worst root of the idea, mm-hmm. and building a script around it. Absolutely it absolutely is. Like whoever wrote that is a fucking idiot. <laughs> the amazing thing is how much The Rock promoted on social media. Like everything is a passion project yep. for The Rock, oh, I know. and so it's kind of annoying. And so this one's like, I've dreamed my whole life of playing <laughs> Hercules, hardest worker in the room. <laughs> I mean, The Rock <laughs> totally brings wrestling promos to his movie yeah. promo yeah. work. Yeah. I mean, the only thing he works harder on than making like seven movies at a time is selling those seven fucking yeah. movies. If I'm a movie studio, I am pumped to get Rock. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's doing 90% of the right. marketing for me. Yeah. So I don't true. even need a marketing team. Yep. He's got it. Promoting right. a movie and drinking tequila. <laughs> That's all The Rock does. <laughs> well, let's see. What's what's some other sad shit I, that didn't look sad? What you not, I, not this one isn't sad, but I know they did this intentionally was for Deadpool. The first one that they would like in, they released it on Valentine's Day. Oh, they had a Day. Valentine's Day trailer. And they had a Valentine's Day trailer just yep. so like people all, could be like. All the marking was around it. Like, um, I remember he was doing like a heart with his guns. Like, I got to remember the posters. I could pull them it was, up and give me. But yeah, the, the marking was completely, you're right, centered around Valentine's it Day. It was intentional for that movie. Yep. And, it was you know, literally the, the. They the, wanted all the dates. Well, yeah. the, the goal was trick your girlfriend into seeing yeah. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other one I was thinking for a superhero movie is definitely Iron Man 3. Yeah. I've never been more angry walking out of a superhero movie than Iron Man 3. And I remember, like, I was just, just started working in a movie theater. So I think it was the first Marvel yeah. movie I worked. And I was just a normal yeah. employee. And you were, Hurt was a manager. I remember walking out and be like, Hurt, 
That movie's fucking yeah. terrible. It was it was very out of character for yeah. you because you want lo- love any movie the first time you yeah, watch it. Yeah, and I remember the I, third time is when you turn against it. But you hated that <laughs> from the second you walked out. of And I can't remember. I, I'm almost positive that like the first four or five minutes of the movie, it's like the Mandarin's like a terrorist, and he, you know he's yep. got the rings of power, and then they completely pull the rug out. Yep. And he's an actor. They did not put that in the trailer. I don't. No, think. of course not. Well, so, and, so, and like, that, that's well, that's an intentional one. Also, yeah. Ben Kingsley is so intimidating in those trailers. Yep. As the Mandarin. Well, too. I mean, they really marketed that one of this is going to be our dark turn for Marvel movies because the trailer looked like it was the trailer for the fucking Dark Knight or something. Yeah, because yeah. I remember it, 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 his house is blowing yeah, up. Yeah, that's the scene that highlighted the attack by the Mandarin on the house, which yeah. happens in the first 30 mm-hmm. minutes, and then you just undercut the Mandarin. And literally, I don't know. I think you're right. I think Shane Black, they let him do his own movie, and then Marvel's like, oh my God, what the fuck do we do? Right. I mean, that movie that, made like $1.2 billion. Yeah, it made a lot of money, but. Of- but I'm I'm an, I'm an Iron Man three defender. I I actually think that's like one of Marvel's best movies, and uh, I like the twist. Even when Guy Pierce what? says, "Yeah, I am the that's man." Iron- <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is that's the worst part because that's a, that's them just trying to dig out their yeah, hole. Yep. It's them in the same movie admitting they dug themselves in a hole. Stand behind your fucking shit. If they yep. do, if if Killian doesn't say that line. I'm much more, and he doesn't have the stupid tattoo on yeah. his chest. I'm way more on board. I'm I'm okay for the for the twist just because it was fun watching old Ben Kingsley play pool. He's with hilarious. Oh, he's great. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that movie was kind of disappointing to me just because yeah. it was, it you know what it was? It was them dipping their uh, their foot in the water of okay, we've set up this universe, but if we need to, can we get out of it? Yes. And they found out no, I think, because even though everybody saw it, everybody was also pissed that there wasn't any larger Marvel Universe shit in it. Yeah. Also, doing this introduced uh, Scoot McNary into the like one shot where you find out there's a real. That's Mandarin. true. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah even if any you like M. the M. Night Shyamalan movie, yep, yep, falls into this category. That's fair. Unbreakable, Ex- except for Last Airbender. Yep. Uh, Unbreakable. Yeah, because that was not pitched like a superhero movie. Unbreakable is a good one because, yeah, it's not even about the twist. Like, it's not even advertised right. as a superhero movie. Yeah, because a twist is a different thing. But yeah. No, that movie, we, we talked about that on the on the M. Night episode. That It was it just looked like it was another sixth synth. It was yeah. going to be another horror movie. Another suspense movie. Yeah, just a rainy, dreary Philadelphia yeah. man. Mm-hmm. So the question is, do we like these movies or not? Do you do you appreciate it or do you do you not appreciate it? It, it just depends. I it feel really like. does depend. Yeah, like a good way to rate it would be like, did the false advertising help or hurt? That's you what, know I, what yeah. I mean. Like that's a good way to look at it. Well, sometimes it helps get butts in the seats, but it doesn't hurt opinion. Like yeah. Drive, for example. Though I feel like if people didn't have that expectation. They would love Drive. Yep. No, yeah. I don't <laughs> think most of the people that I went to see that movie with would enjoy the actual movie Drive if they knew. Even what it if it was about. advertised that way. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, dude. I, don't I know a lot of I know a lot of military dudes that would love to watch <laughs> someone's head get bashed in in an elevator. I just don't think a lot of people can stand that much silence. Though. Yeah, there's That's a lot the of part. slow bits in that. Yeah, you you guys had a couple more that uh, Crimson Peak. Um, oh, oh yeah, Crimson Peak movie. is Guillermo del Toro, and it's like a gothic romance movie well it's it's definitely advertised as like a supernatural kind of like ghost yeah. story horror thing horror so yeah it's yeah. supposed to be it's it's supposed to be gothic horror and the whole time in the trailer you see this like red ooze crap that's yeah. and and you see in the movie they have these like she goes in the room and they have this vats of this stuff bubbling and you're like oh there's something really <laughs> wicked and evil in there it's gonna be scary no it's just mud and the house is sinking yep and the real terrible thing is they're incestuous brother and sister. Oh. That's the twist of this movie. I, 
you know, it was a really nice looking movie in IMAX. It looked great, but yeah. it was pretty fucking boring. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I think it's his worst movie. Yeah, it was the nail in the coffin of the guy from Sons of Anarchy trying to launch a movie. Charlie Hunter. Charlie, yeah. That and Pacific Rim. They didn't cake off. He didn't get any more scripts after that. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston. It's got a good cast. Jessica Chastain, and then I think it's Mia Wachowski. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so like, that's, that's a good cast. But it was it was boring. Um, I also have on here. He didn't uh, make. I just want to point that he didn't make Mountains of Madness, and instead made this movie. And like, I'd rather watch him make that with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, you talking about Guillermo? Yeah, he was gonna make a Lovecraft yeah. adaptation. He also which he's pa- the person to do that. He also passed on Pacific Rim too, which could have been my favorite movie. I ever. think could've he been. passed that on for Shape of Water. That makes it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> even though he won the Oscar, Shape of Water is better than Crimson <laughs> Peak, but not by much. See, I like Shape of Water. I think that's, that's good. Right. But it's not best picture, but it's good. It's not. It's not Pacific Rim too. Oh, <laughs> what, what that could have been. <laughs> We'll talk about it because I watched it this week. Uh, I also have uh, Spring Breakers. That was me. I, I don't know if it, this is also a movie not a lot of people have seen. Um, it was cast. I mean, trailered as like Vanessa Hudgens and a lot of like of the famous yeah, Disney yeah, yeah, girls yeah. at the time going on spring break with James Franco, who looked like a gangster drug dealer, and it looked like kind of like a party movie in South Florida. It was like fun. That movie is not that at all. No. It's like heavily drama like it's weird it's a weird movie um james cameron i mean uh james franco is doing his like this drug dealer impression by this guy named alien and he just like is trying to weird people out the entire yeah. movie it's a lot of like abstract shots it's it's a, it's a stupid it's movie. a strange movie yeah so like it just i don't know that's another one where i think people like they recognize that we're not going to get money out of this yeah so like we need to figure out a way to, to lie to people i also i kind of wonder if it was intentional with that movie like i do wonder like i don't know if it was the money thing but i i feel like part of the draw of that movie is the fact that it's not at all what you i say. mean i could totally see james franco that being part of his art is yeah. you know yeah. that's true oh, we're gonna advertise it as a feel-good spring break movie but it's what spring break really is yeah that's true cause <laughs> I'm, like, gonna, I, I'm not gonna crap on james franco too much because i really love the disaster artists i think that movie's fucking yeah. dope yeah. uh his episode of 30 rock is great but james franco he's yeah He's had an up and down career. He's a be, bad he'd, dude. He'd be another one you could do an episode on. I would not want to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's definitely there, not a good person. Are there any more we want to hit that we feel the need to? Oh, there's, well, there's several more I want well, to hit. Well, I mean, but... we've mostly done false advertising so far. What about ones that are just badly advertised? Yeah, tell us about that, Hurt. What do you got? Well, in mind? I mean, mine would definitely be John Carter. <sighs> yeah. Continuity's sake, I have stated on this podcast before that I fucking love John Carter, but that movie was so poorly marketed. Started just right off with the fucking name. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, like it would be like if the Matrix was called Tom Anderson. <laughs> would you go see Tom Anderson? The, nope. And I mean, and mind you also, for like around the last 15 years before that, that was the name of a Noah Wiley character from fucking ER. So that's what people knew that from. They didn't know him from the pulp novels of the of the 20s. So... I don't know why they didn't put a little more pizzazz in the title. I, w- I would have probably went with the you know there was a there was a Marvel licensed comic in the seventies called John Carter Warlord of Mars has a lot of cool words in it War Lord Mars all more interesting than just John fucking Carter. Yeah, and I think they were one. This movie was definitely going on like J.J. Abrams mystery box marketing philosophy yeah. where yeah. they're trying not to reveal anything. 
but they reveal, revealed so little that no one gave a fuck. Right. But I think they were also kind of banking on, oh, John Carter of Mars is a semi-recognizable sci-fi series, book series, but I just, just don't think not it was... anymore. I yeah, don't think it was I, remotely... Yeah. Remote. I've never seen the movie, and I don't know... I was supposed to guess, I mean, guys, to it's based me, on books? It's yes. A, okay. It should be an easy fucking thing to market. Tarzan meets Star Wars. Boom. Sell that to me. I'll buy it. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, but they did not make it seem like that at all. And, you know... This was the thing I was foreshadowing to earlier. Even though I, he's a guy who I think is great. Taylor Kitsch, man, like the yeah, mark yeah, of failure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, People absolutely. just don't like him, and I don't get why. I've never I'm, seen a movie where I'm like, he's bad. At no, it. he's good in this. You Lone know? Survivor. Uh, like, well, that's the thing. Is there a thing? Well, Lone Survivor is the only exception that I can think of. It was like, oh, yeah, Taylor Kitsch is good yeah, in this. Yeah, yeah, he's good in that. I mean, he's never the worst part. He's the best part of that stupid Wolverine movie. Yeah, I was about to say, he's in one of your faves no. now. No, fuck no. He's the only part of that if movie you I like. say yeah. anything is better than his gambit in that movie, Movie, you are fired from this fucking podcast. <laughs> I completely because he's, 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 he's the worst part of True Detective season two. We, he is but by far. Here's here's well, I don't know. <laughs> Vince Vaughn, the, the writer, is the worst part of <laughs> yeah. Detective season two. I, I also Bond. am an apologist for True Detective season two. I know. It, it, you know they they went on a James Elroy <laughs> riff. I like James Elroy a lot. Their big mistake was there was no Woody Harrelson. They had three fucking uh, Matthew yeah, McConaughey's. Fair. No Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Keep going. Either oh, way, it no. was on yeah, that no, stupid no. movie. The, the only reason that I think I, I dislike his gambit is because I know it could have been Josh Holloway, and that would have been so much better. He was yeah. supposed to do it, and then he bailed yeah. on it for some other bullshit, and so we got fucking Taylor Kitsch, the averagest of average people. Not that, probably mission not that Josh Holloway is a great probably, actor. Probably, Even when Taylor for Kitsch it. aimed for the toilet... It didn't work for him, like Battleship. Like, yeah. you oh, know, you're right. He's like, in that. As awful yeah, as you thought bad. that movie was going to be, it was worse. Yeah. Yeah. Battleship's another one of those that like six actors passed on for him to get that right. right. <laughs> it's, you you said um you well you said it the J J Abrams one I think that made a horrible mistake talking about mismarketing. Just admit Benedict Cumberbatch was con. Oh, totally, yeah. 100%. That's what everybody hates about that movie. You and just If you say it in the trailer that he's con and you stop the BS, oh, it's this new original villain, right. Right. people accept it way better. Yeah, that's a really good point. And that, and that definitely hurt the movie because it alienated Trekkies. Like, that's regarded as the worst Star Trek movie by a lot of it's people. Not, it's not. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy it a lot. I no, I love it. Movie. I think it's great. Yeah. Dude, that space jumpsuit where they go ship to ship... <laughs> I was about to do your space jump line for you. You've talked about that Dude, that's so a many good, times. That's a good scene. Both on this podcast and Have in I? real life. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, there's, there's a couple other ones that, that you know, kind of fall into the, the, the general narrative we put in here. The Grey, a lot of people went into it expecting Liam Neeson to punch a bunch of wolves in the face. Yeah. the wolves. That just, happens maybe once? They're just, well, you don't even see it. You he, don't see he, it. It's he off brings, screen. He tapes them yeah. up and he's, he's, he does his best Wolverine impression. Yep. I would say one that was mismanaged completely and we've talked about is Solo. Solo came out at the wrong time. You waited to market it. You, yep. you, you, I mean, you just, it's completely mismanaged. Yep. Solo should have been a December release and it would have yes. done so much better. Yep. 100%. It would have done so much better. Yep. Yeah. Other thing that we talked, speaking of mismarketing, is uh, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise, which is one of the better sci-fi flicks of of the last 10 years. Yeah, it's a great movie. But nobody knew what the fuck it was called, and I think that was a problem, because all the promotional things had live, die, repeat. 
and none yeah. of it said Edge of Tomorrow. And yep. so people like didn't even know it came out when it came out. That looks like like someone behind the scenes was fighting about it. Like half yeah. the people want to live, die, repeat, and half the people wanted Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the DVD they officially switched title. Like yeah, if you yeah, buy yeah. the DVD, it's live, die, repeat now. Well, wasn't yeah. it based on like a sci-fi so- short story or something? It is, and yeah. the, the short story is called All I Know Is Kill, which is completely yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Blunt's a badass in that movie. Yeah, yeah no, Emily Blunt's great. It's a great, great movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, Tom Cruise is also great in that movie. Doug yeah. Liman, is that who directed it? Yep, sure. Ah, speaking of what I've watched, we'll talk about American Made, Doug Liman and Tom Cruise. Oh, we'll watch it in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 talk about it in a minute. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, I also, I'd be remiss not to mention Magic Mike for people who just thought it was going to be a fun movie about guys taking their pants off. Is it not? It is oh, fucking not. Dude, it's <laughs> about, like, drug addiction, and, like, Matthew McConaughey takes advantage of, like, all of these people. Like, it's a fucking dark movie. Oh, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's serious as hell, though. Yeah, huh. it's, it's, it's... It's genuinely might be Matthew McConaughey's best role. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it on the I'm podcast. I'm not kidding. And he said... He, dude, you were did, here. We did I don't the remember these things. Yeah, he said he is like... He's just like this controlling yet somehow like charming, just like the kind of person that constantly... He's the kind of... Consistently convinces you to do everything you don't want to do. He's just I awful watch that. in it. I can't, I can't remember what town they're actually in because I know they're trying to go to Tampa, but he is the kind of guy you would imagine owning a Tampa strip club. That's exactly yeah. what he is. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, do you know what is the weirdest thing about it, though? Is It's mismarketed, but did you were you guys working at the theater when that was out? No. Nope. No girls came out of that movie thinking, oh, man, that was a dark thing. No, they didn't me. give a shit. No, they, they well, because they all went in drunk grabbing dicks and shit. <laughs> I will say, you talk about... Harry Martin's got his dick grabbed. <laughs> he grab. did, multiple times. Multiple times. The, uh... The one of the most well marketed movies I ever seen was Ted coming out that exact same weekend because <laughs> right. you're like, all right, honey, you go see Magic Mike. I'll go watch the one about right. the vulgar teddy bear. Yeah, I love. Oh that. man, what did that say about us as a society? Yeah, <laughs> women are way smarter than we yeah. are. Yeah, I think we did good. We hit a bunch of them. Yeah, I got a couple of money, but it's pretty much all these kind of. They, they, a lot of them just come off as a lot more lighthearted, yeah. and they turn into serious shit. I, I think mainly what we've learned from this is sadness doesn't sell. Yeah, I think yeah, that is yeah. you're right. <laughs> At least they don't trust it. Too. Right, they don't yeah. trust it to sell totally. But uh, the only sad movies they put out are Oscar movies that make no money, and they still yeah they still don't it's make. It's like money. you need to make a choice. You know yep. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, there's some of these I really enjoy. Most of them. I fucking hate. Like there are a lot of these movies I don't really care for, and, yeah. and part of the twist being, yeah. yeah, it's not what I thought it was. Gonna I will, be. I will say on average, it set me up for failure. Just, just based on the ones that we went through, it seemed like we liked what we got more than what was advertised. That's true. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, that's true for some of them. Yeah, I, I mean, would say it's, it's pretty split. Yeah, yeah, but no, you're right. That's. It's cool that they... Uh, look, the fact that Kangaroo Jack doesn't actually talk has ruined, <laughs> it's ruined everything yeah, for it. It blew my mind. Yeah. And I, I'm definitely going to watch that Seth Rogen mall cop movie now. Do you guys yeah, still observe and it? report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool um, Beans. Cool Beans. And uh, you know, that's, that's a good episode idea is doing the uh, the movies that, that yeah. came out at the same time. Because there's a Volcano Dante's Peak. Yep. Yeah. Armageddon Deep Impact. I just watched Volcano There was recently. Big and Movie Just Like Big. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> there was yeah. another movie like there's Big? There's a bunch of them. Yeah. There's, there's an infinite number. It happens okay, all Okay, well, we, we talk about it on that episode. <laughs> but yeah, be, be on the lookout. That will be coming in the future. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, what have we been watching, guys? Ian, you want to go oh, first? Oh, yeah. Well, no, actually, someone go first. I got I got a written down. Okay, somewhere. I'll go first. Uh, of course, I watched Critical Role a bunch. Woo! Not as much as I have been. Uh, I, I finally saw Pacific Rim Uprising and... Gosh, is that movie bad? Real bad. It's really bad. Everything about it is wrong. I'm yep. not going to go into spoilers here, but the villain of yep. that movie, stupid. Yep. Uh, the fact that you only get three kaiju in the last 10 minutes of film, stupid. 
the cast, horrible. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... they. You know what it reminds me of? It's like a crappy version of Starship Troopers. Like, Starship Troopers has, like, all these fake commercials and these fake, like, promos that make you supposed to make you want to join. There's that crap in that movie, but it's not good. Like, whereas Starship Troopers, it's intentional that it's that way. I think they were trying to make Power Rangers. That's what that movie reminds me of. It's like a shitty fucking Power Rangers. so bad. Yeah. Uh, I also watched Bad Times at the El Royale, which this movie probably could count as like a mismarketed movie. I was kind of expecting, and I should have known. This movie was written and directed by Drew Goddard. Mm-hmm. So if you saw Cabin in the Woods, Cabin in the Woods obviously advertises one thing and, and kind of different. And I really appreciated that about Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, that right. was a good one. Too. I'm not entirely sure I appreciated it in Bad Times at El Royale. I thought it was kind of advertised as like a shoot 'em up. Uh, type movie, and while there is some of that, and lots of people die in it, um, this movie is about purgatory, I think. I don't quite know. It's really about purgatory and deciding whether or not you can earn your way to heaven. Um, it, it's got a, like a lot of like deep theological themes. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is playing his own version of uh, oh gosh, what's a cult leader? Charles Manson. Charles yeah. Manson. It's a it's it's a strange. John Hamm dies like I fairly see, quickly. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I, was, I, thought, I I wondered about that because in the trailers he's in a very select amount of like yeah. space. I was like, is John Hamm gonna, not going to make it very far in this movie? It, it reminded me. Like, it was like Tarantino light. It is. It, it, it is it very, has very much, tantine yeah. presentation. It takes yeah. place in one location, yeah. and they're like, when it's violent, it's supposed to be like hyper violent. Yeah. and kind of like gosh, the, if they it, say the it word, reminded me of Free Fire or that Aces movie, Smoking, Smoking Aces. Aces. Or, that's what I thought oh, it, it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. Was See, it's Aces. better than that movie though. Yeah, I is. liked it. It is. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say it's better than Transformers, specifically more than Transformers. Lucky number eleven. I also. See, I thought it was going to be more in that vein. I don't think it's like that at all. Uh, if they say the word, conf- every time they say the word confession, you should have to drink, and you would be drunk <laughs> off your ass but, at the end of that movie. Well, you know, I'm a mark for Jeff Bridges, so of course I liked it. But, it uh, was, I mean, it felt very dude-like, yeah, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Um, the uh, I also watched First Man, and I really, I was really impressed with that movie. I get why people don't care for it or people didn't go see it. Neil Armstrong is a tough character to root for. Right. Uh, he he is like the definition of like Midwestern man who buries all of his emotions in his work. It's he's he's not a protagonist to root for, but it's a gorgeous shot movie. The score is incredible, and uh, as we mentioned like uh, earlier, the it does a good job of really showing you how just insane these dudes were uh, to do this, but. I think that's all I watched this week. It's a fair amount of things. I did. I watched a lot of movies I hadn't seen. Hurt? Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say on that also, I remember with First Man, there was that whole controversy about the flag and shit. It's everywhere in that movie. But also, the reason why the flag isn't the big clincher at the end is such an emotional thing. Yeah. Because, and you know, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm almost impossible to get me to feel things. Like, uh, but I, I was teary on that shit. Yeah, it's a very uh, sentimental thing. Yeah. You don't want to ruin it by Yeah, I definitely it. don't want to ruin but it. But that whole uproar about the flag not being in the movie is ridiculous. Stupid. The flag is everywhere in that stupid yeah. movie, and it doesn't even have to be. It has no purpose. Right. But they still, like, oh, God, it was upsetting um well uh i actually have some new things this week it Woo. wasn't things i was just re-watching uh uh just last night watched the first of the new second half of the kimmy smith season uh i like kimmy smith a lot uh you guys i'm bring up 30 rock a lot in here i'm a 30 rock super fan so i'm pretty sad that kimmy schmidt's coming to an end but the uh first episode at least was really funny so mm-hmm. uh hopefully it's going to continue on that and uh 
I did not get on board with the internet on watching both fire festivals. I just completely missed that thing, but I'm right there with everybody on the Ted Bundy documentary. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm watching it, and the main thing I've learned from it is the 70s were a great fucking time to commit crime. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to get away with shit, cops are trying to solve crimes with wishes, hopes, and dreams. Like, this dude gets away with it so many times. Like, he kills a bunch of people in one city, gets becomes a suspect, leaves town, and does the same shit in another city, and for months, it like, nobody says... Oh, you think maybe it might be that guy who was doing it in the other fucking cities? It's fucking crazy. They didn't didn't have ways to talk to each other back then. (laughs) I mean, I guess that is true. But, you know, a lot of of nice 70s clothes, a lot of nice greasy hair. I'm assuming a lot of really spectacular bushes, but you don't get to see those. Just have to imagine them. (laughs) You just have to. And I do the whole time. That's mostly what I do while I'm watching. I went back and uh, rewatched Isle of Dogs with the wife. She also loved it. You guys are fucking wrong. It's a fantastic movie. It's still my 1A and 1B with Into the Spider-Verse for Best Animated Feature. I'm happy with either one of them winning. And, of course, I've been watching Critical Role nonstop. I'm in the triple digits now. What? It's, just, it's insane. You're so close to being done. I know. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, or was it on this podcast or was it on the news episode? I don't know. But I watched uh, Eighth Grade, which was directed by comedian Bo Burnham, written and directed by comedian Bo Burnham. Uh, it's about being in eighth grade. And it, it, it made me feel things I never wanted to feel again. Even though you, you don't necessarily have experience with the exact things that she's in, the way that she feels in those situations is exactly how you felt when you're fucking like 12, 13 years Eighth old. Eighth grade is the worst fucking year because it's the one year where spitballs and pee parts are still on the table. <laughs> you know, like, like every bad thing you have to deal with is all, uh, you know, in the eighth grade. But I, I would highly recommend it. I think it's it's really good. It's it's a hard watch. It was a hard watch for me just because it made me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it that means it's doing its job effectively. Um, I also watched the first episode of Legion. Finally, oh, um, you're just now getting around to watching Legion. Yeah, that shit's dope. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Got to yeah. keep going. I will. Let me know because if you like it, maybe I'll watch. Because it. I'm, I'm I'm one episode in, and I like I like. The feel of it, and I like this, and they're probably going to emphasize more on the powers later, but I like the fact that it's more focused on the people and less on the powers, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, it, it's very trippy. It's very all over the place in a good way. My biggest problem is Dan Stevens is not a good actor. I don't care. I have not seen... He's in Downton Abbey, I right? love Dan I Stevens. I know. I have not seen don't Downton Abbey. Don't speak that shit. But I've seen, I have seen Beauty and the Beast. I have seen Apostle, and I have seen this. And this dude is just not a good fucking he's actor. Not, right, Apostle, he's, he's not that good. But I don't think he needs to be a good actor for this, though. I think it needs to be a little hammy yeah. and weird. Yeah, I, yeah he, he's just the wrong... I don't know. Everything about him feels wrong to me. I just feel... I think he has great hair, and that's mostly what he, he, he feels like <laughs> someone. He feels like someone who won a contest, and it's just like... You know, in a scene, but it's in all the fucking scenes, and I don't like it. So we'll see how it goes. But that's all I've been Poor watching. Dan Stevens. Um, I watched a few things. I signed up for that ESPN Plus service. It was a free trial. Uh-huh. So I, and it lets you get the thirty for thirty. So I watched a bunch of those. One was This Is the XFL, which is about Vince McMahon's one season of the XFL. Oh, it was like fucking to... dope as hell. They're bringing it back. Yeah, they're bringing it back, but, like, just the whole thing where, like, Vince pitched it to, like, the head of NBC Sports and, like, how the whole thing developed. And, like, the first week, it had huge ratings. And then, like, the second week, someone forgot to put gas in a generator and they were on live TV and they had a complete blackout. Because of one person forgetting it and, like, they never recovered from, like, their audience from that point. 
No shit. Yeah, and like, and one of the things is like Vince was like supposed to be a silent partner the whole time, and then like the opening night he goes out there and he's like, and this <laughs> is the accent, like all wrestling. Of course people. it is. Of course he, he can't did. help himself. I know it was yeah. good, but I mean Vince has interviewed like a lot of cool people. I watched Magic Moment. It was about the Orlando Magic with Shaq and Penny when they were like before Shaq went to the Lakers, and then I watched one about Nature Boy Ric Flair. The Wrestler. Yeah. That's really good. And then the last one is from Elway to Marino. It was about the first round draft in 1983. Or 83. When there were six quarterbacks taken. Hmm. And like three of them are Hall of Famers. Yeah, Jim Kelly. And I didn't didn't know Marino Marino like fell to number 24. Yeah. And he was supposed to be like, he was like Aaron Rodgers. Like he was Mm -hmm. supposed to be number one pick and he just fell on draft day. The other thing is I watched American Made. It's Tom Cruise and Doug Lon. Oh, yeah, the drug running one. Yeah, and it's actually fun. Huh. Tom Cruise, it's on HBO, so it was, like, free, and I was just bored. Um, he It goes through, like, the Pablo Escobar stuff. Mm-hmm. It goes through, I mean, he had a, he worked for the CIA. He was running drugs. But um, it's got Alice Eve in it as his wife. I like her a little bit more because she's hot. Yep. Um, she's and, not a good actress, but... But, I mean, it's nothing. New. It's, it's like a Netflix movie about Pablo Escobar just centered around a drug runner, you know, Tom Cruise. But he does good in it. At this point, is Tom Cruise, like, unless it's a Mission Impossible movie, a deterrent more than he is a, a selling point? Ooh, yeah, that's I don't a good know. point. See, I think he's, I think at some point he realized that and he started to tone down. Because he doesn't like, do that shit anymore with, like, the Scientology and the crazy stuff. He's kind of toned that down a lot. I feel like I would have watched that movie if it was starring Ryan Gosling. I would have, if too. it was watched starring Brad Pitt. Yeah. Same thing with, you know, I, I mean, I did watch it, but... I didn't watch it at first with what we talked about earlier, Edge of Tomorrow. Like, I think he was a deterrent in that. Yeah, I think you're right. Other than the Mission Impossible films, like The Mummy was another one. I may have watched The Mummy, but I don't really like Basically, nobody wants to watch him unless there's a chance he's going to die. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um, I I love Tom Cruise. I know, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't... I, I understand. He's a selling point for me. Yeah, because he. Uh, I understand how like his off-screen yeah. persona and all that kind of stuff would affect that. But on screen, I can't think of a performance that I dislike. Granted, he's just been like the Tom Cruise character for like twenty years right. now. Yeah. But I like that. I yeah. like that character. You probably like American Made. Like it's funny. It's yeah. light. It's like yeah. it's got a funny. Tone I've been to meaning it. to watch. I saw it yeah. on HBO. I've been meaning to watch it. I still um, stand by Last Samurai. It's a fantastic. Film. It is. Last Samurai is a good movie. I'll also say. I mean, that, movie. that would be so another good. guy to do an episode on because I would say War of the Worlds is my favorite one. I that love movie is straight garbage. Well, I really love like, War of the Worlds. Yeah. Right. What a crazy take. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, and then I watched something about the the Fire Festival on Netflix. It's, you watched the Netflix one, not the Hulu one. Yeah, I watched the Netflix one. I don't, I don't know. If there was a uh, uh, they came Isn't out that, like the exact same week. I, I uh, think I, it's it's the whole experience is watching both of them. Oh, really? yeah, you got to get a free trial of Hulu or but something so you can watch. Jesus, them. that's an insane story. Cool. Yep. Well, cool. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I think next week we're gonna do another director showdown with uh, our our two favorite heavyset bearded directors, Peter Jackson. And I already forgot his name. Guillermo del Toro. But in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Please uh, like and subscribe. Tell all your friends. We really appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with us, if there are other mismarketed movies, other misleading trailers, whatever things that we missed, please reach us at uh, betterthantransformers at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We're much more active now. At Real Phonies. Yeah, thank you to Zach Evans for our... Actually, happy birthday to Zach Evans. I know it's it's going to come to you a day later. but uh, And thanks to Brian Velasquez for theme, and we'll uh, see you guys next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye.